Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, back in here on The Drive, Pete Sweeney filling in for Carrington Harrison, joined by Nate Taylor of The Athletic and Rob Brenton behind the glass. This is the... Last hour of the drive for 2023. Carrington Harrison right now is at the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas. Rob, you think our, our guy is going to come home with a, a win for his Tigers or what? I mean, they're playing the JV Ohio State team. So, <laughs> yeah. way, for all the talk you do on Wednesdays, oh, I want to introduce the five o'clock hour, another yeah. day, another dollar. You get the moment. You get Mike <laughs> one, and you bring it back with, "What's up, guys? I'm Pete. We're here." Pete, should we do? Should we do? And it you're again? apparently you're doing the five o'clock hour in darkness in there. I have no idea yeah. what's going on with you two. I, I didn't. Nate Taylor and I were setting the mood. Yeah, I. Look, it, it was already set. I didn't want to bother anything. You know, I just go with the flow, <laughs> Rob. And, of course, they're going to win because Ohio State doesn't need this game for its brand, for recruiting, for anything. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just be mannequins. Don't get hurt. <laughs> Let Missouri have a moment yeah. where they said, hey, we're an 11-win team. We're top 10, yada, yada, yada. Like, clearly, Eli Drakewitz needs this game for What's recruiting. Funny? Ryan Day does not. Missouri's the underdog in this game. I'm, I was like a little surprised by that. Yeah, I, I, thought, I am too. I thought it would be closer to, you know, the the pick'em, as they say. <sighs> we'll see if our our guy can come back with a win. I know he he would really enjoy that, especially being down there. But knowing his luck, I'm sure Missouri gets completely blown out. <laughs> <laughs> or they or they collapse in the fourth. But uh, as as Rob was saying, right? Congratulations on on completing your nine to five. Thank you spending for spending some time with with. Myself and, and Nate and Rob, and right now we're good to go to the hits. Take it away, Rob. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, the drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's the hits only on the drive. Number one. Well, boys, as always, hits are brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyer. Visit GetJim.com. Well, tops for the day in Kansas City is the Kansas City Chiefs. They gear up for another matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. I feel like they've played them like five or six times in the last calendar year. It's been a lot of matchups. Everyone's least favorite wideout over in Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, met with the media today up in Cincinnati, and he said, outside of Legereus need this team, it ain't much. That can be taken. They can take it how they want to. I don't care. If you don't play, would that be a problem? I'm sure you want to go out and back it up. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm... 
Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there's so much that I can do myself. It's not like I'm Iron Man. I can't throw the football to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a team sport. At the end of the day, it's just, I know what I see on paper. And I know what I see in game. That's why they double everybody. Because they can't do it one-on-one. -on -one. The best player on their team is Snead. That's a fact. Everybody knows that. That's why they double-double everything they see. They just got, what, they drafted two new corners that's longer. They're trying to match Snead. That's why Snead at corner now. I already know it. Like, I'm not bugged about it. They know, I, they know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is, but it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. He was dinged up in that championship game. Was he on Who? your box I can't remember. Pete Sweeney, I know there's a saying about letting a sleeping dog lie. The Kansas City Chiefs have what? Lost five mm -hmm. of their last eight games or something of the sort, and they are beaten up and down, and yet Jamar Chase may have reignited the Chiefs. Is it smart for Jamar to potentially fire up a team that is already down on its luck? No, it's not. Uh, and I, I think you see how Kansas City usually handles this. Like, Andy Reid hates this stuff, and it football is more than, than just talk and, and that type of stuff, right? Like, these guys still got to line up, but at the same time, these are grown ass men, Nate. Why? <laughs> Why? The Chiefs are down in their luck. They're playing Whoa, poorly. It's yeah. seemingly the last month. Why give them any what they call bulletin board material? Why fire them up at all? Uh I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get inside Jamar Chase's head. Um That's he gets a, that he is gets, an interesting place, I'm he, sure. <laughs> he gets a few frac facts wrong. I just want to remind people, uh Ladrius. <laughs> Ladrius Sneed did not play in the AFC Championship game because sadly he got a he got a concussion in like the first couple snaps. Yeah, he got dinged quick. Uh, yeah, they you know, and also secondly, um, they they didn't draft the cornerbacks this year. It was last year, <laughs> so like he's already seen Jalen Watson, Trip McDuffie, and Joshua Williams. And, and here's here how football works: like you can't, you literally can't double everybody. Yeah, you, you right. Can't, like they're not doubling every receiver because you can't. It would it would be surprising. Uh, who who would you have rushed a passer? Right. Uh, but no, I mean it's it's not smart, and uh, who knows? We'll see if it comes back to to bite him because let's say Ladarius Sneed does play mm -hmm. on Sunday. What if he does to Jamar Chase what he did to Devontae Adams? Basically right. removes him from the equation. I think that's huge to watch. And and you know if you're just joining us, we went over the injury report before. Ladarius Sneed did not practice this week, and. Typically, that would mean that he would be ruled out for the game, Nate. But I just tend to think the Chiefs realize how important he is. And, and they're saying, look, we know you didn't get any reps with the game plan this week, but you're our best player. We're going to still make it a possibility that you suit up for this game. Yeah, and I think for this one particular scenario, I understand it. Um, if he can go and he can be um, serviceable, uh, then it will help the Chiefs defense. So even as unusual as it is, um, Jamar Chase wants him on the field. So mm -hmm. hopefully we get to see this matchup because um, no one did this to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase did this to himself. He invited this. Yes. Two. Two. Speaking of the war of words from the Bengals and Chiefs, Andy Reid at Arrowhead today was asked about, hey, is there any extra juice in this game? Or maybe you guys talk about all the trash talk heading over in Cincinnati. Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, two good football teams playing each other. So I, I think that's – and they, there's a history. I mean, we played each other here now how many ever times and over the last couple of years. So it's uh, – you know, there, there's that history with them. 
There's been some trash talking this week, particularly from the Bengals side. Last year there was a little bit of trash talk from a couple of your guys. Was that any message this week about you know just trying to stay above board as far as this game goes? And yeah, I mean you know that I don't get into all that. I don't know. I mean you know, I'm, I'm I, I go small ears and let's go play. You know. So. <laughs> With all the trash talk, both this year and last year, we had what tuna can. I'm gonna lock him up. Mm-hmm. Burrowhead. <laughs> we now have Legarius Sneed. We don't know who Brian Cook is. I know last week was Raider week and Marty Schottenheimer, this, that, and the other, but Pete Sweeney is the Chiefs' biggest rival actually playing at Arrowhead this Sunday on New Year's Eve, and Chiefs and Bengals is the biggest matchup on their schedule. Yeah, you know what? Right now, I think with just how poor the AFC West is, it does feel like the Bengals, especially with how much they enjoy talking, are are indeed the, the Chiefs' top rival, you know, at least in the the AFC. I know that uh, Mr. Sirianni would love there to be a, a cross conference rivalry as well. Uh, I'd say, yeah. And, and again, like you just heard from Andy Reed, Nate, he's never going to get into the weeds there because he doesn't want to provide any other team additional motivation. Right. We, we've joked sometimes one win teams come up and we hear about how well coached they are and how they have great football players. Uh, he's never going to get into that. But I think what we don't see is I'm sure he's telling his coaches especially on the defensive side make sure that these guys hear yeah what they think of them i, I bet you they lean into that on the in, in the inside there I, I i would certainly hope so and i would certainly hope that um there's a response right because uh one of the things steve spagnolo is obviously great at it's his it's basically his reputation is hey why don't we just blitz him uh what if jake browning can't get it there because he's being under duress constantly um, by blitzing, by press coverage to obviously disrupt the timing uh, of the routes and the rhythm of the receiver and quarterback. But, of course, uh, Andy Reid will never show his hand as long as he physically can until kickoff. So I think um, I think it's actually in the Chiefs' interest that the, that the Bengals have been a rival and continue to want to be a rival, right? Like, if the Chiefs were to somehow play the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, you're not going to hear these quotes. So, right. of anybody I, other than a divisional opponent, I, I do think it is the Bengals. I also find that we're at a place where the Chiefs have a lot of these teams that they consider the Chiefs to be their biggest rival, but the, the, the Chiefs don't really care as much about anybody giving game X because <laughs> yeah. they have just been on top. And so... Right. That's that. There is something to that. I mean, it's always everybody's best game, and you can see in Cincinnati how bad they they want this one. They need it too, if they're going to make this postseason run with Browning. So it should be a a pseudo playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium. Three. All right, boys, let's delve into the actual game itself as opposed to talking about all the storylines of the actual game. Andy Reid, as I mentioned about the media, he gave the injury report. The guys that will be out, uh, Kadarius and Donovan, uh, will be out. Um, Clyde didn't practice. Clyde has got uh, been sick here the last couple of days, so um, making progress in the right direction. And then uh, Legarius Sneed is still working through that calf, so um, they'll be listed as questionable. Pete Sweeney looking at the actual game. The Chiefs are starting to have a longer and longer injury report week by week. How concerned are you or should Chiefs fans be about who knows who's going to play running back based on the injury report, a left tackle rookie again, and potentially no Legereus Sneed? What is your level of concern for those injuries? It's high. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that, there's no other way to say it. Mm. And I think, especially with Snead, I, I think if you end up with a scenario Sunday where Chase pushes to play and suits up, and Snead is unavailable, I mean, I think that is a huge disadvantage for Kansas City. I mean, it, it's it has been unfair to the point of unfair what Snead has done to these elite receivers. And then as you go down the list, you mentioned Wanye Morris is going to have to start in the place of Donovan Smith. No Kadarius Tony this week again for the second week in a row. I know a lot of you in the car right now are like, well, good. And then look, uh, he's, he's had a frustrating season. Uh, the running backs are, are interesting, Nate, because you have Isaiah Pacheco. To me, surprise questionable. He was able to log a limited practice today uh, after suffering that concussion on Monday. And then Clyde has been out two days with an illness. Usually these guys that are sick can push through to play. So I think, I think you have one of these guys, but if not, it'll be LaMichael Piran. Yeah. The the best case scenario for the Chiefs, of course, is to have everybody available who's questionable, even including McCole Hartman, right? Coming back from IR, he could be another um, at least option for the wide receiver room. But when right. it comes to the running backs, um, you probably want Clyde, if he gets through his illness, uh, if he gets those fluids up and hopefully everything... Um, Emergency. Yeah, clears. Right. Then you want him to probably take the bulk of the snaps. Um, if Isaiah Pacheco is cleared... And, and I, we didn't say this earlier, but, like, he would have to clear concussion protocol essentially on Sunday morning. Right. Um, so if he clears it on Sunday morning, you can use him for maybe 10 to 15 touches. And then, yeah, as your third down back, maybe it's Michael P. Ryan. Um, or he's the emergency guy in case, you know, Clyde or Pacheco have uh, another injury or another setback. So it's very unusual. Um but the best case scenario is Clyde can take the bulk of the work if necessary. And then Pacheco can, in a weird way, have a role reversal where he can be the change of pace, the guy who can provide maybe a spark or two, considering he would be coming back from a concussion so quickly, uh, having experienced one on Monday. Yeah, so four. four. My apologies, Pete. I didn't know you were. Hey, that's fine. I'm going to say, if you have an actual point, because hit number four is very simple. We should keep it sports, but whatever. It's the last show of the year. I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> also on Sunday this weekend, Beyond Chiefs Bengals is New Year's Eve. Boys, right. the question is simple. For our fourth and final hit, is New Year's Eve overrated? Completely. No. What? No. I was about to say completely overrated. No. Whoa, look at this. Guys. No. You can go ahead and make, you make your point. There, there's something special about new year's eve okay <laughs> you go out you know the girl's gonna be looking nice sparkle in her eye you know it um she wants to kiss somebody mm. and maybe that somebody could be you <laughs> or you could just go home eat chinese pass out wake up when the ball drops i mean there's so many options um of course, we want everybody to be responsible mm-hmm. and make wise decisions mm-hmm. and not do anything ridiculous. But I I tend to um, have a nostalgic feel for uh, New Year's Eve because clearly I'm out of the game. But I sure. do enjoy the idea of like, man, we're going to go dancing. We're going to go. We're going to go party, celebrate. Music's going to be playing. Drinks are going to be flowing. And uh, yeah, she she wants to hug somebody and kiss somebody and and. You just gotta, you just gotta be there in press man coverage, waiting, waiting for the opportunity to arrive. Yeah, the angle that you're painting is for like single guy New Year's. Yes, yes. I, I'm just, you know, I'm not at that point right now. I know you aren't as well. <laughs> and so I look at New Year's Eve and I just, I see it as like 
you go and you go to a certain restaurant or a bar or a you know pub that you like, uh huh, and everything's three times the price. That is true, and it's it kind of sucks. Pay one, way. pay one price, and I don't know, Rob. I I think for me personally, I'm more of a let's get all the friends together at the house type of deal. Boom, and yes, and save your money and have the beer that you need, pay for, and have your own champagne toast and. Maybe save going out for another day. If if you don't have to Uber, if you never leave your house, that's true. <laughs> so that's that's an added, an added bonus as well. And and the other thing too is like with having everybody at the house, get the charcuterie boards going, man. Like get the snacks, the potluck going. Um, yes, I also experienced that uh, in my younger days, and and that was a joy as well. Now you limit the the options, mm-hmm. but at least everybody knows one another. So there's that. Right. Right. And I, I think it really also depends on, on your age group. Like, I think I got more excited for New Year's Eve when I was in my, like, early 20s. Correct. I'm smack dab in the middle of my 30s now. I don't need to be going out for New Year's Eve. I'm going to be tired the next day. You know, that type of type of deal. Yes. I, it will be interesting to, and I wonder your, your opinion on this, uh, it will be interesting to be covering this team on New Year's Eve. It does add a, a, a little of an interesting wrinkle to it uh, on Sunday at 3.30 because the game should run till about 7.30. Now mm-hmm. you're about four or five hours until that ball drops. And, you know, based on the way the game goes and what the NFL decides to do from a scheduling standpoint, that might be the last free night you have before <laughs> right. the, the season finale week. So, um I, I, I do think about Travis Kelsey in this particular circumstances. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if you could take his if you could take his, young, if you could take his love his love life, uh, you know, his his lady to a to a nice spot after a win. Um and all the other fellas who have uh, significant others on the team. So um yeah, we're in our mid thirties. Uh, you know, we will both be home. I will go straight from Harrowhead. To my house. Uh, <laughs> I think my plan, is, my I have some friends that are gathering together at a house as I described. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drive maybe straight from from there Arrowhead. to here. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes perfect sense. But I just I just get the sense that like uh, if you are gonna do something, realize that um, you know with even though it's a new year, mm-hmm. don't don't go crazy. Like, just be who you are. Enjoy. You're saying, so you love New Year's Eve. I love New Year's Eve. And you hate New Year's resolutions, is that what you're telling me? <sighs> just keep it simple, guys. Don't don't go over the top. Don't 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 turn into somebody that I, I know you're like, I know this isn't you. I feel like if you're gonna be pro New Year's though, part of the allure is No, I'm talking about New Year's start. Eve night. Oh, you, I'm talking about New Year's Eve evening. night. You're not a New Year, New You type of guy? No. No, I mean, I mean, if you could could do it, God, I mean, congratulations. (laughs) You are a different human being than me. Um, But I do I do love the now. You're from New York, Pete. Yeah, I lived in New York. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is these glasses couldn't be rosier. Uh, (laughs) But I was at I was at Times Square at one point in time with Holly. Yeah, we did it. We'll never do it again. I did. I did the same thing. Never do it. again. It is. It is awful. Those folks that so I don't know if it's different now because I I did it years and years ago where you actually go into New York City and you watch the ball drop. Yes. They don't allow you to urinate. It's wild. You have to line up six or seven hours earlier. And even if you're not drinking anything, like it's still hard. Yeah, it's still you, you eventually have to. Pay. Yes. So I would recommend never not, not doing never it. doing Times oh, Square. Well, Holly wanted to 
check it off the list and that's all you do it guess, for though. guess what you babe never, we did it we never do i've talked this to again. i've talked to several people uh, about new year's and times square yeah. and everybody says the same thing i'm kind of glad i did it but i am never, never. doing that again <laughs> wait so outside i mean we got like four minutes left in this segment let's just have this conversation outside of the urination what what's the allure other than potentially being on TV? You're stuck out there. There's no drink stands. It's freezing cold. It's New York. Other than yeah. like it being New Year's Eve and the rosy glasses maybe, Nate wears toward the holiday. What, maybe somebody will see me on maybe, and I mean this is big air quotes. Maybe somebody will see me on television. Maybe uh, I'll well, get especially it. now when we're on TV like every other Sunday for <laughs> Sunday standoff. Do we really need to be going to Times Square to? <laughs> no, TV. I mean, the music was like blaring. So like that was kind of cool. Um, you are if you're if you're a people person, if you're an extrovert, um, which I am more than Holly, like you do see just wild things uh, from a people watching standpoint. So that's like an appeal. Um, but look, they play Frank Sinatra when it's a new year. And I don't know. It got me. You and cried. I was did like, you, did you shed a tear? Kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, OK, maybe it was worth the seven hours I've been basically standing here. Uh, somebody ordered a pizza the year uh, me and Holly did Times Square. Oh, nice. And it was a box of pizza. And, I mean, you would have thought we were in the end times. You would have thought yeah. that, like, it was, like, the Walking Dead zombie land where it was like, oh, my God, is that a slice of pizza? And, like, the person mostly got devoured. Yeah, great great place to sell things, too, because, uh, again, Water, I, you're, you're, you're entrapped. Yeah, you're trapped. You're trapped yeah. in, within these these cage like it's like it's almost like you're in in, in between these gates That's and you crazy. can't exit if you exit you're out you're out yeah they, they, so don't, they don't let you back in yeah somehow there are like these vendors that ups upsell water you end up like having to pay like five or six dollars for a water bottle even mm -hmm. more because you're trapped and so uh what i would recommend uh rob is is never never going to new york city for new year's what's the leaving process like because i think we've all been to it a bar where it's like into the night midnight everybody. it's a nightmare to get out this sounds like you're I, leaving arrowhead at midnight just like pushed into a and cattle you're cart you're running to the first restaurant you can to pee yeah i i peed, it's terrible i i peed in the <laughs> on the blue line i like literally waiting for the train waiting for the subway i was just like you had to go i can't take it anymore it's i gotta terrible. go i gotta go so um Again, a memory I'll never forget. But you know, um, even when even when we were in middle school, it was like kind of a big deal because like we'd all get together. Mm -hmm. You drink the sparkling cider. You feel like it was champagne. Like it was just it was just a fun thing. So I think if you like champagne, it's a cool part of New Year's Eve as well. Um, you know, if you're of a certain age, staying up till midnight really cool because you don't ever do it. Um, so watching family members do that was fun. Uh, you know, trying to keep them up and energized for midnight. But yeah, it's will uh, you let, will you let the boys stay up for for New Year's Eve this year? You know me, I would <laughs> definitely have him do that. She, on the other oh, hand, will no. never let him do that. You know, yeah. I, it could be I cranky. Then you don't want it to start the New Year cranky. Yeah, it would be chaotic in my house if that was the case. But I wish I could. So uh, that's our our <laughs> wrap on New Year's Eve. Uh, we. We'll Have be, fun, kids. We will be hosting the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals right at, at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, they will be celebrating their New Year's Eve uh, in Kansas City. We talked about Jamar Chase. Doesn't seem like Jamar Chase really wants to come to Arrowhead, but a certain Bengal, a certain player that maybe the Chiefs could use next year, really does want to come to Arrowhead Stadium. We'll talk about that right here coming up next on The Drive. 
You're listening to The Drive with CDOT. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Monday starting at 4 o'clock. Travis Kelsey's on his own planet. When you look at it empirically, there is no way to compare him to anybody else. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Carrington Harrison, who's down in Dallas, Texas, watching his Missouri Tigers in tonight's game against Ohio State. It's the Chiefs and Bengals coming up. On Sunday, New Year's Eve, and we talked a little bit about Jamar Chase uh, in the last segment, Nate, and I think this uh, has been catching people's eyes this week. T. Higgins, who, as we know, is due to become a free agent in 2024, some rather nice things to say about Kansas City. Man, it, it, it's always fun playing against these guys. You know, we know it's, uh, it's always a challenge. You know, especially playing out there in Arrowhead, man. Yeah, playing out there, I feel like feels feels like a college game. You know, uh, just how 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 their fans are, you know, dialed in. Um, you know, with it the, when they do the tomahawk chop or you know just third down when it's loud. You know what I'm saying? Um, that 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 type of feeling gives you chills. You know what I'm saying? Um, feel like you all in college all over again. So. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely is a big game. We know about T. Higgins and his time at Clemson and playing in big-time games, Nate, and everybody loves to play college football. They love their alma mater. Playing like playing at Arrowhead is like playing in college. Maybe there could be an angle here for T. Higgins to potentially uh, come to the dark side, probably, as they would say in, in Cincinnati, and, and come play for the Chiefs next year. He just said... Their fans, he, he, I cannot get over <laughs> the fact. I cannot get over the fact that he's that he's t- that he willingly and openly talks about the fans. Like man, even when they get loud on third down, dude, you're on the field when that happens. Right, like, doesn't that hinder your ability <laughs> yes. to hear the play? I'm like, like, like what? <laughs> um, I mean, he basically. I don't. Uh, okay, maybe maybe I should phrase it this way. I don't know. if T did this on purpose, but essentially, as I hear it, he right. just gave the Chiefs their own sales pitch to mm-hmm. him. And like, 
a couple months' time. Man. And then you just add on top of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, chance to win a Super Bowl. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> I just cannot. I I know this is. Uh, uh, guys, I, T. Higgins, d- like, really enjoys playing in Arrowhead Stadium. And yes. he's done it enough to where he wants to publicly tell anybody who will listen upon weeks, you know, away from being a free agent that he would, he would like to continue to play more games in Arrowhead, perhaps for the other team. So uh, I said this earlier in the show, I just need to, because everybody remembers a photo, Pete, of when mm-hmm. Juju went up to Chris Jones yep. after the Steelers were eliminated in the 2021 uh, wild card round. Right. Hey, hey tell, him, t- tell Pat to give me a call. <laughs> tell Andy I'm thinking about him. Like what? Thinking about those Lombardi texts again. Yeah, like – who is T like could T Higgins pull Travis Kelsey aside maybe and say, Hey man, great game. Respect you. Love you. Hey, by the way, let him let him know let him know. Let him know I can I want to talk to him. Like, again, I just I cannot believe I don't think we've heard a quote like that from a Chiefs player ever in the Andy Reid era suggests that um he loves playing in the opposing team's venue so much because their fans are so great. It's a weird thing to say, but I, I think it's a welcome thing for Chiefs fans because this is a player who could really help Kansas City next year. He's probably going to be the top receiver uh, in a really nice receiver free agent class. Uh, you also have names like Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley is going to be out there, Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. will be out there again. There's a, a lot of players. I think the Chiefs are going to be interested in T. Higgins, mm-hmm. and it seems like there may be mutual interest there. I don't know if he ends up in Kansas city, but I think we're at the point, Nate, right where we agree. They will like everyone can relax. They will go out and get one of these guys. Yes. Yeah. I I think Brett Veach has enough track record. Right. And of course, with the quarterback being, uh, you know, the number one um, part in all of this, like, yeah, I I think the chiefs will definitely um, be a player. Uh, They understand that getting the offense back on track, uh, especially when the league is so offense, when it so leans towards the offense in your favor, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have to improve that position. And um, I know some people are critical of Brett Veach and Andy Reid for saying, hey, you guys knew it was a better situation. You, you guys knew it wasn't a great situation heading into the season. Mm-hmm. But now they know. They, they, they tried this out with a bunch of young players, a, a, a bunch of guys – maybe hoping for one of them to to right. have a career year. It's fascinating that it's the second-round yeah. pick rookie in Rasheed Rice. But now they know that they, they're going to have to go the traditional route or the conventional route, which is, you know, paying a premium price for someone who can who you are assured can give you consistent production for a superstar quarterback. Yeah, and I, I think the need is is there, and they know that they have a need there now. I, I don't kill them for thinking that they had enough this year because I just go back to – this room pretty much being the same, except you're exchanging Rasheed Rice for Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, mm. you won a championship with that team. And so I, I, I definitely think they miscalculated in thinking Kadarius Tony could take a next step and yep. stay on the field. Maybe a miscalculation in Sky Moore doing the same. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I look at the personnel staff and, like, how could you have really predicted three guys in their 20s, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, and Kadarius Tony? kind of regressing and like falling off a, a cliff to a certain point. It's just 
It's wild. You're asking a personnel staff to to kind of predict the future, and I know that is, in essence, their job. Yeah. Now, you know, if they don't go and fix it this offseason, then I, I think that's a different story. But I anticipate that, like they've done in years past, fixing the defense from 18 to 19, uh, fixing the offensive line from 20 to 21, this will be a very different-looking Chiefs room of pass catchers next year. Yeah. And what I'm interested in is do they if they go get a receiver in free agency, how much of that contract is similar to what they presented to someone like Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. back in 2018. Um they wanted Watkins bad at that point. Yeah. And it was I believe a 3-year deal and it was a little pricey based on yeah. Watkins's production at the time. Um but again, we have reference points to look back on to get a feel of how this offseason might go. Um, but, yeah, I think the two best options are T. Higgins and probably Mike Evans, who just continues to have 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season um, because you at least know those guys are productive um, and they are going to help the offense because um, they're legitimate weapons that teams have to have to scheme for. And right now the only person that any opponent has a scheme for for the Chiefs in terms of pass catching is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, they're they're struggling right now, and you've seen the struggles recently, and I know that you all are on X as much as we are. And you <laughs> see, they're, they're struggling to beat man coverage. And when the Chiefs have gone through these struggles where they've had lulls in the past, it, it usually comes down to some of that. And mm-hmm. what was, I think, worse about last game is, again, struggles there. But now the offensive line got a little bit leaky, and you just can't have both things happening and expect to win a football game. So, I mean, my key point for this game, you know, aside from receivers, uh, you know, as we go into Sunday against the Bengals is let's get this offensive line off to a better start. Yeah. I mean, they it seemed like the game started against the Raiders, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed like, okay, the game started, they were a little bit leakier, and then all of a sudden you're just like, wow, they're not going to perform well at all today. And like Mahomes – Yelled at them a little bit. He did mention that he felt like they got better as the game went on. Maybe they got a little bit better, but they mm-hmm. just need to they just need to be sharper from from the jump next game here. And they need to be willing to, whether it's play action, misdirection, at least make the defense think out there. Yes. I think that was an issue too. Is that um, the Raiders never really had to like consider another option? Of course. Uh, you know, I've referenced this before, but there was a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, in some ways, a reflection on your offensive line getting beat up front. So um, they're going to have to have a different game plan, and I'm interested to see what selections Andy Reid and Matt Nagy make. What what do they think is the best path against a defense that's been struggling all year? And 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 the Bengals. This is not the same Bengals defense uh, that we've come to know over the last you know two to three years under Lou Anarumo. So I'm um. If you know that your running back situation is as flux as it is, yeah. how do you get Travis Kelsey open? How do you how do you get some play action? Some again, some misdirection. How do you get chunk plays well, um, when your when your offensive line obviously did not have a have a have a great game last week? Yeah, we know that Pacheco and Edwards Alaire are questionable for this game. I, I think Pacheco actually having a chance is a pleasant surprise. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to play in this game. I I think you could win this football game against the, the Jake Browning Bengals without Isaiah Pacheco. But once you get to the postseason, that's another thing too. You need Kelsey rice and Pacheco on the field, or you're going to lose the game all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you are. It, it, there's really just no other way to, to say it. And so, 
these guys being available for the playoffs will be, will be key as well. Yep. And get in the red zone <laughs> and, score. And, and score and a score a touchdown. touchdown? Yeah, like that would that's, be that would be helpful too. <laughs> like just get in the red zone and score a touchdown. And, uh, you know, I, I know this brings us back to like, hey, we need, you know, more insight and better analysis. Right. Sometimes the game is simple. Don't turn the ball over twice. Just see right. what happens if you make the Bengals have to work. Uh, and that was so now, that you don't want the defense Sunday night to go through what they went through Monday, which is just like, man, we did everything almost as well as we could have. And like, yeah, we gave up the last drive or whatever. But like, yeah, you, you just don't want the defense to feel like their contributions aren't going to be worthwhile because the offense um, continues to sabotage, you know, what they've been able to do so far. The offense continues to say, Mahomes and Reed continue to say that since this will be my final point because we got to get to the break, but they could, they continue to say this idea of like, well, if we don't make these self-inflicted wounds and mistakes, we'll be a good offense. And like, honestly, I, I believe it. I've just seen too much Mahomes and Reed to think if they were able to clean up the turnovers and penalties that they could score enough points to, to win football games. The problem is they've been saying it all year. Yep. And I, I, I think both can be true. Like, I, I think, you know, I think we always want to argue, oh, no, they wouldn't be. Or, <laughs> But it, it's it's true. I think they're still close. And it's also been annoying to hear that every week. And yeah. I think that's where the Chiefs offense uh, stands uh, at this point. When we come back here on the drive, we will wrap up 2023 with the Sunday slate. This is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Drive. Catch insider Nate Taylor with Cody and Gold every Tuesday at 1 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive gives you the game, the matchup, the storylines, and the upset of the week. You trust me. I do. Plus, the official Chiefs prediction. It's time for the Sunday Slate. Welcome back to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. We're wrapping up 2023 here my name is pete sweeney hanging out with nate taylor of the athletic and rob brenton filling in for carrington harrison who's enjoying himself the cotton bowl we'll see how much he enjoys it see if missouri can defeat ohio state but it's time for the sunday slate rob take it away we'll start the sunday slate with our game of the weekend boys i'll go first i'll leave the obvious one to one of you i'm gonna go lions and cowboys as my game of the weekend both teams in a weird roundabout way are fighting this weekend to prove they're legitimate. The Cowboys, people question if they can be a Super Bowl team for all the reasons we understand, but the Lions are, what, the second best team in the NFC or at least on the two line right now? Mm-hmm. And no one talks about them because their name is the Lions. <laughs> if they go on the road into Jerry World and win, I think you can legitimize them. My game of the weekend is Lions and Cowboys. Mister, Oh, okay. Um... I'll do it. Do the Chiefs want the Dolphins to win? The answer, of course, is probably not. But mm-hmm. there's so many playoff ramifications surrounding Dolphins at Ravens. No Jalen Waddle. The Ravens probably have the best secondary that is not the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, Tyree Kill is still dealing with an ankle injury. This is basically for the one seed in the AFC and the road to the AFC championship game uh, for the first time, potentially in five years, it won't be played in Arrowhead. So I have Dolphins versus Ravens. Uh, It's in Baltimore. It's going to be cold. 
This is Lamar Jackson's chance to claim the MVP award, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I like that game the most. Uh, not to steal your answer. I'm actually surprised that this game wasn't moved back into that later slate. Correct. Like, this game is so big, and we are in a time of flex scheduling in the NFL. And this, to me, with the Ravens and the Dolphins, was a layup. Yes. you got to make this game in some kind of primetime fashion, but... It'll go off at noon on New Year's Eve before the, the Chiefs game, and the Chiefs and Bengals will follow at 3.30. But there's just so much, I think, from a confidence standpoint that could be um, built in this game. And I just think whoever comes out is going to have all the momentum as far as the AFC. I mean, I just feel like you beat the other team in this one, you're going to feel yeah. like you can beat anybody. Exactly. My matchup of the weekend is a little bit off book here. I'll stay away from the big game for my match of the weekend. I'm going to go Josh Allen against Bill Belichick's defense. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know what it is. Yeah, Bill, Belichick's the, <laughs> Bill Belichick's one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest to do it. But Josh Allen and the Bills are supposedly the best team in football right now. They're red hot. They can't be stopped. They should at home move the ball with ease against a horrible Patriots team, but Historically, there have been some hiccups and hangups against the Pats. I mean, when Josh Allen against Belichick is my matchup of the weekend. I know no one should watch this game. In fact, I'm telling everyone right now, do not put this game on one of your televisions. But the Falcons come to Chicago. And this is it, Justin Fields. Desmond Ritter's not going to be there next year. Taylor Heineke's not going to be there next year. They're probably going to trade you. It would behoove Justin Fields to have a amazing game against the Falcons so that the Falcons are convinced that they need to trade for him. I like that one. My matchup is a familiar face, Tyree Kill versus Lamar Jackson. And it, when it comes to the MVP race, I mean, I, I mentioned that I think it's the game of the week, but I think there is a scenario in this one where Lamar could play miserably and Tyreek, let's say he has 250, 250 and two touchdowns or but something crazy. Mm-hmm. That could sw switch this as far as the odds go for MVP. And I actually think, especially because this is so close to the end of the year, Tyreek played really well. Lamar didn't. Dolphins win. All of a sudden, I think Hill starts to get MVP buzz. That is the matchup of the week to watch for me. Only about two minutes left in the show, boys. So I'll skip past storyline and head straight to upset. This is an upset against the spread for those keeping track at home. We are on the Kansas side. <laughs> My upset against the spread? Bengals plus seven. Oh, 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 he wow. did it. The he Chiefs, really did it. The Chiefs offense is not good enough wow. to play a real playoff team and beat them by a touchdown. They can beat the dregs of the league by a touchdown. They can't beat real teams. Bengals plus seven is my against the spread upset. Um, didn't realize we were working with Drew. Exactly. Um, my upset is how in the world is Nick Mullins? How is Nick Mullins a one-point favorite on Sunday Night Football against Jordan Love and the Packers? How? That, that's that's my question. So I'm going to pick the Packers. I think they're the better team yeah. um, right now, even without Jair Alexander's just nonsense with mm -hmm. the coin toss and being suspended. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the Packers should win this game versus the Vikings. I got the Cardinals plus 12. I think they've played teams tough, and I, I don't trust the Eagles. We'll go fast around the bend. I like the Chiefs to win, but not to cover. Field goal at the end by Butker. Sounds familiar to Arrowhead. 24-21 Chiefs. 21-16 Chiefs. Uh, I guess I'm also against the spread. Ooh. I'm going to go Chiefs 28, Bengals 24. However, you wake up and Jamar Chase is playing and LeJarrius Seed is not just flip-flop those teams because I think the Bengals are going to win that game, unfortunately to say. 
So uh, it's been fun. Uh, thank you to John Kurtz for the first two hours. And thank you to Nate for sitting by me for the second two. Rob was here the whole time. So thank you to Rob. Uh, this has been the final episode of The Drive until next year. We know that Nate's going to enjoy New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, baby. Hope you guys have a great time. Uh, well wishes. You. And that's it for The Drive. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.